1: Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everybody. It's Shep Hyken here. We're back with another episode of Amazing Business Radio. Very excited today because we're going to be talking about Personalization. We are going to be talking with Eric Melchor of Optimonk. He is the partnerships and personalization ambassador for that company. And while the focus is going to be on e commerce and retail, really it applies to every type of business. So I'm going to drill him for some of that information as well. Now let's go ahead and get started. Uh, before we get into the interview, a couple of quick announcements. I, first, I would like to thank our sponsor, Text Expander. More about them at the break. Uh, Next, if you've got an amazing story that you want to share or a question that you'd like me to answer, just go to any social media channel because that's where I hang out. And if it is a question, use the hashtag Ask I'll either answer the question there on this show in my newsletter or on my TV show, which is Be Amazing or Go Home. And you can find episodes on Amazon Prime, Apple TV, Roku, or just go to BeAmazing.tv. That's BeAmazing.tv. All right, let's get into the interview. Eric, welcome to the show.
0: Hey, thanks for having me, Chef.
1: Well, I'm excited. We are going to talk today about a really important topic. It's hot, hot, hot. It's been hot for a number of years, but I think it's even more important today, and that is the concept of personalization, creating that personal experience. And my understanding that at OptiMonk, which is where you are, uh, you uh, create these personalized websites or the the ability to personalize the experience which allows small and medium-sized businesses to have a, a look and feel like some of the great big companies like Netflix or Amazon uh, when they create their personal experience. A little more insight on that, or, or did I just nail it? You just nailed it. I mean, oh, good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like that. So what got you into this business? What? Why is this important? Well, it's important because the average conversion rate right now has gone down from 2.8% to 1.4%, really just in the past three three to four years, Shep. And, and this attention-
1: is, by the way, for the online customer experience. Yes. You're focused yes. truly on e-commerce and online experiences, which is great because most of the time we talk in general terms about customer experience. We're getting specific. So uh, I hope people are taking notes and listening to this because we're going to dig pretty deep into the idea of personalizing the online experience.
0: That's correct. That's correct. You know, attention time spans have really, really diminished. And according to uh, studies out there, like by Epsilon, 80% of consumers are more likely to make a purchase when brands offer personalized experiences. And so we believe that website personalization is the new CRO, which is conversion rate optimization. And if done properly, it can be a game changer for your business.
1: Wow. Conversion rate optimization. Did you guys invent that term or is that something that's been banned? <laughs> no, around? That's,
0: that's been around for a while. I mean, you know, digital marketers are very familiar with that term. It's like, hey, let's try and pull information from the consumer as quickly and as fast as possible. Let's offer that 10% coupon so we can get their email. Maybe increase it to 15% so we can get their phone number. Uh, you know, those are d- different CRO tactics and Here, here's we're not my, a fan of those tactics
1: We have a great one. You get to our website, 10% discount if you give us your email. 15% if you give us your phone number. Twenty mm-hmm. percent if you give us your bank account number, twenty <laughs> five if you give us your social security number, yeah, and and thirty percent if we also get your mother's maiden name. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: Shep, have you ever walked into a retail store? Have you ever walked into into Am- I mean, uh, Apple or maybe Zara? And as soon as you walk in the store, they're saying, "Shep, hey, give me your your, your phone number and I'll give you ten percent off." It doesn't happen in the real world. It doesn't happen. So I don't know why so many brands continuously doing that, you know, do that in the online world. And I know it it works. There's like, you know, one or 2% conversion rate. It does work, but it's at the expense of the shopper experience, of the customer experience.
1: You know, it's years and years ago, many years ago, Radio Shack, when they were still in business, were one of the first people or first companies to ask for some personal uh, I believe it was asking for the for an email address, might have been a phone number, but a lot of people were turned off by it in the store oh, yeah. it, because that it, you could not check out unless a phone number or an email address was entered into their system, which yeah. means you can't buy anything from me if you don't give me this information, and it's basically well then I'm not going to buy anything from you or I'm going to relent, which I don't like that idea. However, I love the idea of. Even if you were to first walk into the store and you you start to work with a salesperson, if that salesperson said, by the way, have you shopped here before? Do we have your information on file? They can have a handheld device, ask the person for their email address, verify. Well, if we don't, you get 10% off your first purchase. From us after you give us that, and that's important to say first purchase because many times I don't know if you ever, if you ever take a look and and you can get a great deal on cable TV or your um, your internet provider only for first time customers. Oh wait a minute! I've been giving you money for ten years, and you're going to treat somebody that's never done business with you better than a first time. But if you make it real clear that this is a discount because you're giving me this, and, and in exchange your next purchase it, you get it off. And it's like everybody gets the same. So, by the way, my suggestion, since we're giving you a 10% off, let's go buy as much as we can, right?
0: <laughs> well, so, it's all about, it's yeah, how you ahead. do it. It's how the salesperson does it, right? And it's it's the same thing in the online world, but it's a crappy experience if you land on a website and you haven't even had a chance to just look around and within immediately, within two seconds, you see that pop up appear and it's already trying to pull information from you. They don't really know anything about you. They haven't tried to engage with you. They haven't tried to offer value or educate you. So it's all in how you do it. There's nothing wrong with it, but there's various ways in how it can be done and also increase that conversion rate. Uh, and so instead of 2 or 3%, you actually get maybe a 10 or 12% email subscription rate. But again, it's all in how it's conducted.
1: Right. And I think that's really cool. I think if uh, they're getting ready to check out and you can ask them, have you ever shopped with us before and have an account? If not, set one up. As soon as you do, you get your break. If you see they're leaving, you can have the pop-up. But to walk that, like, just to to the first thing that happens is that pop-up before you can go any further. I think that is, to your point, I think it's it's offensive at the end of the day. It's like, come on, you know, I'm just looking around at this point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, wait till I get a little further. Wait till you can watch my pattern of moving around your website. Maybe make a recommendation. By the way, the kind of personalization that I love, and you mentioned Netflix and Amazon. uh, This and I mentioned them, but you mentioned them to me earlier before we jumped on on the show. When I go to Amazon, it's like a human experience to me. Hey, welcome back, Shep. Last time you were here, you looked at this. You want to buy? You know, it might be time for you to buy this again. And, and I get this a lot, even from the little lady behind me, her name's Alexa, but I don't want to say it. Oh, did I get her to, oh no, good. I didn't. I I (laughs) sometimes I say it even softly and she picks up on it, but every once in a while, a a light will come on. I'll say, what's my notification and say, it's been a while since you've ordered this. Do you need any more? You know, that's like a salesperson picking up the phone and calling me. Uh, Now a random sales message would start to irritate me. But something like, oh, you're right. It's time for me to order more. I appreciate that. And Netflix, they know what I want. They've watched my my buying pattern or my watching pattern, and and they give it to me. So I I love it. So what is your best, easiest, simplest, most cost-effective suggestion for getting a website to become more personalized?
0: I think the easiest one that you can do is if you get a lot of sales through seasonality, Uh, For example, Valentine's Day, maybe Christmas, maybe there's another holiday and you get a lot of big spike in traffic. The easiest thing you can do is just have like a little message appear and just ask, hi there, you know, welcome. We want you to get the most out of this visit. Tell us, are you shopping for yourself or for someone else? And if they say for someone else, then you can say fantastic. Here's our most popular giftable items this season. And what you've done there is basically Reach out your hand and say, let me take you to the part of the website that's most valuable to you. And you save them a lot of time. So that's like a very easy, low hanging fruit that you can do. If you do a lot of sales, you know, and, and various holidays or shopping seasons.
1: And, and you know, what's easy about that is I'm not even asking you for your personal information. I'm just, it's like, what, and, and what can I help you find today? Yeah. You know, yeah. what, uh, what, why do you want that? What are you using it for? In this case, you know, I love, I love the example. So you mentioned that about 80% of customers appreciate the personalization and want the personalization. And by the way, our research is not all that off. Um, I'm not sure you mentioned, I believe it was Epsilon. Um, Epsilon. Was, Epsilon, yeah. Yep. And, and we do our own research and we asked, you know, more than, well, now we've asked thousands of consumers over the years, and uh, personalization shows up uh, usually in that, you know, se- the lowest it's been is 70, uh, I'm looking 73% as high as, you know, high 70s, which is getting close to the 80% that your research shows. Basically, three out of four or four out of five, uh, that's a lot of, yeah. of our customers would like a personalized experience. And it doesn't cost a lot to do this anymore. It used to be expensive. But you've created a great solution that's far more cost-effective.
0: Yeah, it used to cost a lot. But now uh, marketers, I mean, marketers have tools and applications within their fingertips that are no code. they drag drag-and-drop interface. I'm a marketer. I don't even know HTML, Shep. And I, knows how, I know how to use some of these personalization platforms. And you get started right away. A lot of them are integrated with different CRMs and email marketing platforms, like the big ones, like Klaviyo, Campaign, and Shopify. And uh, it's pretty easy to get started now. And, and um, you know, what I always recommend is personalization is almost like Google Analytics, where a lot of people will implement Google Analytics, they'll turn it on, but they're not getting value from it, right? You, in order to get a lot of value, you actually have to go digging inside some of the reports, uh, maybe the reach and frequency report, maybe the location report, source and medium report and just start looking for opportunities. Well, the same thing applies to personalization. It's like, even if you start using a platform, we highly recommend that you go to a workshop, maybe you go to some sort of class and understand the process for identifying personalization opportunities. There's over over 40 of them that I'm aware of, but you don't need to do all 40 of them. You just need to do the ones that are gonna have the biggest reach and the biggest impact and the least amount of effort. And if you go through a workshop or some sign of course, then usually they'll provide you, with uh, not just, hey, here's the process, but also here's like a checklist that you can go through and identify which are the ones that work for you based on the specifics of your website. So if you're not doing, if you're not getting any global vis- visitors, for example, then you don't really need to implement personalization for international traffic. The mm-hmm. same may be if you're not collecting mobile phone numbers, then you don't need to do those things that apply to trying to build your SMS list. And so I highly recommend always to go get educated first, take a free workshop somewhere or some sort of, you know, uh, class because it is well worth it. It's just like, if you're going to cut down a tree, I think Abraham Lincoln said this, if he had four hours, I think he, he said he would spend the, the first three hours, you know, sharpening the ax, yep. same thing with personalization.
1: Yeah. And, and let me ask, does uh, OptiMonk provide any of these types of lists or courses? Absolutely. every Absolutely. Weeks,
0: I had a feeling tr- you were going to tell me that. Yours <laughs> truly. I do a, uh, it's, it's a personalization workshop. It's 90 minutes. It's free. I go through the whole process. I, I show, I share best examples that some of the top e commerce brands are using. And we provide this personalization checklist. It is, it is gold. You go through it. It's free. You go through it and you identify, you know, which strategies and tactics would be best for you based on the questions that we were asking. And we also provide you like step-by-step detailed instructions on how you would implement these uh, tactics based on your answers.
1: And, and you can go to OptiMonk, that's dot com and learn all about it. Let's take a quick break. And when we come back, I want to talk about uh, really the uh, something I think would be really interesting. And that is, how does this contribute to the bottom line? How do we make money? off personalization because isn't that what it's all about i've always believed customer experience doesn't cost it actually sells and makes money it's it's a way to enhance revenue so let's take a quick break we're coming right back we're talking with eric melcher who is with OptiMonk. don't go away let's talk about text expander a tool that allows your team to eliminate repetitive typing with just a few keystrokes Anything you type over and over, such as customer responses, will be at your team's fingertips so they have the power to do what they do best, just faster. Quickly reply to emails and chats from a library of responses that you create, completing answers to common questions and issues. Your entire team stays on the same page with the same common responses that can be personalized on the fly. and. It's simple to use. Type commonly used content into a text expander snippet and give it an abbreviation of just a few letters and symbols. Share the snippet with the team. When you type the abbreviation, it triggers a snippet and the content expands anywhere you type, including email, chat, or social media. It's that easy. Just go to www.textexpander.com to learn more about this amazing and productive tool. Sign up for a year and get 20% off listening to amazing business radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert Shep Hyken. We are back on amazing business radio talking with Eric Melcher who is the partnerships and personalization ambassador over at OptiMonk. Let's just you know cut straight to the question it's all about money right now how does personalization impact the bottom line?
0: Well, aside from giving a better experience, there's really four things that it it will improve. And one of those is just a a better return on ad spend. So if you're doing Facebook ads or Google paid ads, uh, there's personalization tactics that can help you get a better return on investment. The second thing is strategies to decrease your cart abandonment. And number three, strategies to grow your email list faster. And then number four, strategies to increase your average order value and upselling techniques. Mm. So those are the four things that it can really, it can really improve on.
1: Yeah. And, and as I think about that, you know, again, we're talking about e-commerce and you say cart abandonment. It's the same thing as a customer saying, looking around, looking at a nice item on a rack or on a shelf, looking at the salesperson, smiling at them as they walk out the door. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so as we're yeah. walking and talking through these concepts, uh, I want everybody to put that, that type of thinking on Maybe we don't have an e-commerce situation. Maybe it is truly, um, you know, walk through the door. Maybe we're B2B and, you know, these techniques, even though they may not specifically work as much in the B2B, I think the concepts behind them do and they can be modified.
0: Do you have any B2B customers? We do. Uh, In fact, OmniConvert is one. But a lot of more BNB customers are starting to utilize this. We were surprised to hear that at first. And uh, when we we were asking why. Well, the thing is, is that every visitor to their website matters. It's very important. They don't get a lot of traffic. And so they want to make sure that every visitor is finding the content that they need. And so they're starting to ask questions at the very beginning. Again, welcoming the person and saying, we want you to get the most out of this visit. Can you tell us what industry you're in? Great. And then based on that answer, can you tell us, like, what are your pain points of that industry? And then based on that answer, they can basically serve out the right content, like maybe the top three articles that are most popular pertaining to that industry and that problem or whatever uh, service um, really, really resonates with those answers that the consumer gave. So they are starting to use personalization more, too.
1: Yep. And by the way, everybody should know that a consumer is a consumer and everybody is a consumer. And if you're in the B2B world, even if you're buying based on a different process than you might as a consumer, you're comparing the experience that you've had or you're having with this B2B business, strictly business to business with your retailers and your favorite stores and and websites that you love doing business with. By the way, how do you feel about this? If I were to, uh, set it up. So the first thing I say is we're going to ask you a few questions and I promise you, I'm not going to ask you for your name, your phone number, your email until you're ready to give it to me, but I want you to have the best experience. So what are you looking for? Or, you know, the, the questions that you just asked and we narrow it down so I can get you to the right part of our website.
0: That's perfect. Chef. That would You be, like that beautiful. idea. That's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Cause, cause at you, when you get to the end of the questions, a lot of these people will ask for the email. Uh, address, you know, there's there's a company called Wink.com, and they're a, a subscription uh, business for wine. They've got a beautiful experience. I think they have seventy percent conversion rate from the the survey that they uh, they ask. But it's a fun survey. I mean, it's it's a wine subscription service. The one of the questions is hilarious. It's, hey, some lunatic makes the M and M's with the Skittles. Which ones do you pick out? So it's a really fun quiz. But when you do get to the end of it, in order to see what uh, what wine would be uh, great for you. They do ask for the email address. So what you just said is actually kind of unique because I've never heard that approach before. And I think in the B2B world, that would be a solid approach to, to at least experiment with.
1: Mm-hmm. I also love that a that, uh, company would be willing to inject a personality into the survey with some humorous questions. And I think, you know, it, it's like I, I have a very serious world that I live in. I'm a customer experience expert, customer service expert. I get called in to talk with people about their culture and creating the customer-focused experience, on and on, working with support centers, working with frontliners. It doesn't matter. Working with leadership. And, you know, I'm just really, I'm, I'm, I love it. It's my favorite thing to do. I'm losing track of where I want to go with this comment. <laughs> I've got going down this rabbit hole. But, you know, at the end of the day, I if I need to give my clients the experience that makes them feel like I'm working one-on-one with them, and I don't care if I'm doing it online or I'm doing it in person, they need to feel like I'm connecting with them. I want to go back to the original question that kind of kicked off the second half of this interview, and I want to get down to the ROI. You started to mention some numbers. You, you I think you said 80% or 70% conversion. But let's talk about what some of those stats and facts and findings are that if you create the personalized experience that they want, oh, I was talking about the personality. That's where I want to go. And then I'll get into the the ROI. If I'm a fun company, I may not want to deal with super uber serious people. Okay. If they're that serious that they can't find the humor and and what we're our personality is about, we're not a good fit. It's like Southwest Airlines. They're all about fun. You, you don't get a first class seat. You get a bunch of peanuts. And by the way, that bothers you. We still love you. And we're sorry that you're not going to fly on our airline.
0: <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Now, now, if you add humor, and that's the great thing about personalization, Chef, is that it allows you to add to be human, to add a little bit of humor. There's a company called ReallyGoodEmails.com. They have a pop-up on their website. And the headline says, sorry for being an a-hole and interrupting your experience. But we just want to make sure that, you know, you're aware that we every week we send out the best emails that we find, you know, in, in the marketplace. And that pop that pop up converts so well But because the headline is is humorous. It's like a human approach to it. Yeah. Sorry for being an a ho and interrupting.
1: <laughs> That's uh, yeah, I'm sure that is. Uh, I mean, I'm totally cool with it, but I always wonder, are you going to offend anybody with that word? Could you use a different word? Sorry for being a jerk. But, you know, uh, so we've got just a few minutes. I want to hit the the stats and findings related to ROI on the general concept of personalization.
0: Yeah, okay. So here's here's some quick stats around those four different strategies. If you want to grow your email list faster, the traditional pop-up will get you maybe two or 3% conversion rate. With a personalization platform, you can do things like different A-B testing headlines on pop-ups. You can actually include uh, the name of the country based on in the pop-up based on the location, right? Mm-hmm. Those sort of things will get you an added lift of 15 to 20% on your wow. conversion rates for email.
1: It's and worth taking cons- a moment to ask that question.
0: Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Uh, decreasing cart abandonment. Right now, everybody, wants the exit intent pop-up, when somebody's trying to leave the website or leave the cart, and they're just trying to say, hey, here's a 10% coupon offer, hoping that, okay, they'll save those people. Well, with, with a platform, what if that person was low intent? What if they'd have put anything in their cart? Do you still want to offer a coupon? No. Another alternative is basically to to show a message and say, "Oh, by the way, here's the items you were browsing," or "By the way, here's our here's January's top selling items." Right. And having a message like that will still get you a five to ten percent uh, decrease in abandoned carts, and you're not offering a coupon. You're not. You're not hurting your margins that way. Yep. Right. Uh, And then uh, we talked about returning uh, return on ad spend. Like if you're running Google ads or Facebook ads, one of the easiest things you can do, especially if you're running different value propositions, is match the headline or the copy of your ad to the headline on your landing page. Now, a lot of marketers will create multiple landing pages. With the platform, you can have one landing page. And then based on the UTM parameters in your ad, that headline- UTM
1: standing for-
0: Oh, universal tag. Um, oh my god! Gosh, even you, you don't know it. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, 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 oh my god. I, I want to say universal tag manager, but I, I don't think that's it. But it's the uh, when you set up a Google or Facebook ad, and at yeah. the end of the URL, you could append different you know words like category or the product right. or whatever. That's what the UTM is, is stands for. But um, you can have the same landing page, but the headline could be different based on that specific ad. And doing something like that can give you a 20 to 30% lift in conversion rates for your paid media campaigns.
1: All right. right Powerful insights. Most of it's related to e-commerce and the user experience that somebody has on a website. But I urge you to sit down with the team and think about what if a customer walks through our doors and we may not even have that kind of business or what if they picked up the phone and called us instead? could we use some of these techniques on personalization to move them to becoming a customer and ultimately coming back again and again eric i always uh, lose, or, and i always end the show with one last question you know what it is i've warned you it's coming what's your one last nugget of information you want to share with us
0: you know what quick survey after someone makes a makes a, a purchase on your product um, or actually they put something in the cart. They didn't make a purchase. Instead of trying to offer a coupon, just ask them what prevented you from buying or making this purchase today. Leave it an open box. You'll get so many insights and nuggets uh-huh. in there. And uh-huh. you only need to do that for a short amount of time. Even just getting like 20 or 30 responses, you'll find out where there are some major you know, obstacles uh, in your journey. Uh, and that's just a brief survey. It.
1: Customer uh-huh. verbatims, learn from them. And uh, that is a great idea. If somebody, And by the way, if somebody does buy and you want to send a survey, I like the one question. Keep it short because you know what? Customers don't love surveys. They give survey fatigue. And on top of that, uh, is that the last impression you want to give somebody is a long survey that they can't stand filling out? No. You give them a short survey, they go, oh, that's easy. I'll fill that out for them. And they're happy to do it.
0: And not everybody
1: will be, but it's, you know. It, you get what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yep. totally. Awesome. Well, Eric, thanks for being on the show. This is why we call it Amazing Business Radio. If you want to learn more about OptiMonk, just go to optimonk.com and be sure to sign up for that free uh, workshop and get that checklist of the things that you can be doing to personalize the experience for your customers. Eric, thanks for being on the show. Thank you, Chef. All right, everybody, that wraps it up. Another episode of Amazing Business Radio. We will be back next week with another great interview. Until that time, this is Chef Hyken reminding you to always be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.